This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, it is time for our favorite segment of the show. It is the listener mailbag. This is where we turn things over to our dear listeners on Twitter or uh, in our email for their questions and their topics for us to answer here in this final segment. Before we do that, I need to say thank you once again to our wonderful partner here at Love of the Star, Boomer Jacks. I've been telling you guys for the last month, if you are fans of wings, which who isn't, Boomer Jacks is the place that you need to go. On Tuesdays, it is half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday, it is half-price boneless wings. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever else, they've got all the sporting events you could possibly want up on those giant TVs of their wall-to-wall TVs, live music, drink specials starting at $3, the coldest beer you will ever taste. Boomer Jacks is the spot. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. Again, that is boomerjacks.com. Okay, Brian, first question here from at the J.A. Massey. Chances that Brandon Cooks clears waivers if waived by the Texans. Now, I don't know if the Texans would waive him. Uh, Things are clearly sour there. He didn't practice today. Uh, I think it was designated with wrist slash non-injury or something. Uh, So he's clearly unhappy there. And if he were to be waived, there's a lot of money left on that contract. It's certainly, I think, at least within the realm of possibility that somebody would let him clear and then get into a signing battle. It's just at that point, Dallas no longer has control over where he goes and they have to bid with other teams uh, for what the player wants. Uh, But overall, I think there's a a possibility that if the Texans were to do it, and I don't know that they would, but if they were to waive him, I think there's a decent chance he would go unclaimed. I think so. Yeah. Even like, does that even apply to him with the vested veteran stuff? No, no, no. From this point on, after the trade deadline, everybody's subject to waivers. So it's not a vested veteran situation. So if he goes on waivers, you're going to have to claim him and the entire contract. Uh, and, you know, that's where you're kind of at. It might be a situation, too, where some of these teams that are bad, uh, that are struggling right now, that, you know, like they need players, you know, maybe they're thinking about next year, maybe adding a guy, you know. You don't have to fight for him in free agency. You just claim him, and then you claim the entire contract. So I think with that contract that there would be a possibility that he would clear, but I've also seen bad teams go ahead and say, well, we're thinking about 2023, and having Brandon Cooks on our roster in 2023 might not be a bad situation for us, especially for light on wide receivers. Question here from uh, Nanu Nanu. 
Shout out to Mork from Ork. Mork from Ork. Uh, we we touched on this a little bit in the first half of the show, talking about first half. So this is projecting out a little bit. Who is your MVP for the second half of the season? For me, now that he's healthy and the way he's looked the last couple weeks, I'm going Dak Prescott because this team will go as far as Dak Prescott can lead him, I think. Yeah, I think the MVP for the team, uh, I think it's going to continue to be Micah Parsons. I, I just feel like that there's going to be some big games. This guy has made back-to-back games two huge plays. He makes play a big play every game, but he continues that that the tackle he made on the uh, the tight end right, you know, at the one yard line, the fumble return, you know, I, I think that that huge play in that in that football game, I think it's it's going to continue to be Micah Parsons. They're going to need to be really great on defense. They're about to play some teams. When you look at the Packers, I know it's been a struggle with the wide receiver stuff, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. And Minnesota really runs the ball. Minnesota's got a good offense. They're going to need and they're going to need him to play really well. And then you got the Giants on Thanksgiving who run the yep. ball really, really well. I think it's going to continue to be Micah Parsons. Next question here from Phil. Do you think this team is the same as last year in a sense that we can feel good about beating a lesser opponent, but have an issue with beating equally matched teams? Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, really quickly, we can actually play this clip. Uh, Steven Jones was asked about the differences between the 2021 and 2022 Cowboys, so I'll let him answer your question for you. I like both teams, so to say there's a huge difference, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Uh, I think our defense is coming, you know, is probably further along after another year under Dan Quinn. Uh, I think our offense was more ready to go because uh, Dak didn't miss any time. I mean, he was he was game in, game out consistently there what I like about this team is the upside uh, that we have with our offense and as I said we got to see a little taste of that uh, against the Bears they're a good defense and and I think we can continue to get better so I guess if there's any difference I just feel like this team you know still has some some pretty good upside in terms of improving as an overall team you agree with that Brian that this team has a a higher ceiling still to go than the team last year at this point through the midway season? This team is better. This team's better. They're better on defense. Uh they're they're better on special teams. They've got a kicker that's consistent. They got a big time punt returner, you know. They, their special teams is good. They block extra points. They block punts. They get big returns. You know, they're overall better team defensively. Offensively, they got their quarterback coming back. They run the football. Their offensive line doesn't give up sacks. You know, I, I kind of feel like this is a team that is going in the right direction. We saw the quarterback come back, uh, you know, against the Lions. He looked like that he was just kind of getting his feet wet. And then against the Bears, you saw what Dak Prescott could do throwing the football. So, yeah, these tight ends. Uh, these receivers, I think they're going to get guys going. I really do appreciate the fact that they tried to add a deep threat in Brandon Cooks, somebody that can really stretch the field. But they're going to figure out ways to get these guys more involved. They're going to figure out ways to get Turpin involved. They're going to figure out different ways to get the ball to uh, to Pollard out, out in the flat, maybe get a screen game developed and stuff like that. I think this is a better team than the one that played last year. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Question here from Alan. Uh, how do you think Damone Clark looked? Where do you guys rank uh, the the linebacker groups and what's going on with Jabril Cox? On the, we've talked about Jabril Cox recently. I just don't think yeah. they're as high on Jabril Cox. They're right not. Now. They're not right now. I mean, he's got to figure out a way uh, to go out and make plays. I mean, he hasn't been active. They, you know, they're, it, it's a little bit like Tolbert. You know, maybe you throw a lot at a guy and you know it didn't pick it up as quickly. I, that's just me. You know, that's me just speculating. Oh, and, and, and they need help on in the run defense, and that was his big weakness. That out. was absolutely and, and Clark. I think Clark was fine. I think early in that game, Clark was kind of feeling his way through, much like Deron Bland was against the Commanders, kind of feeling his way through, and then he kind of figured some things out. Ended up with six tackles, but he late Vanderesh. I thought they had some really good communication between the two of them throughout the game. I could see him, you know, continue to get opportunities to play. Uh, you know, Anthony Barr, I think, is a 50-50 player. And so if if you're telling me that Clark is out there, can cover ground the way he does, can tackle the way he does, I, I'm going to continue to play him uh, in, a, in a lot more snaps. And I'll just ask this, because I know when we last left off, uh, you had not watched the tape yet. Um, so that Damone Clark question was a follow-up to the to the tape viewing. Uh, I know you had a chance to talk this week on G-Bag. When we last left off, we were trying to figure out what happened on the Dak Prescott interception against Chicago. Yeah. What did you come away with uh, after you saw that? Yeah, Bobby, this is just my evaluation. I haven't, you know, I've said it earlier in the week on Monday and nobody's come back and killed me for it. But you're in a situation where, uh, to me, the way the route combination went, it looked like they were trying to hold the tight ends underneath or hold the linebackers underneath with the tight ends. And then they found they were trying to keep find a way to run a route across the middle of the field in front of the safety. And it looked like to me that that uh, CD was a was wide when there should have been a little bit more of a bend inside. And then they were going to complete the ball. I think Dak was expecting him to cut in front of the safety there, and the route never got there. You could see CD kind of hesitate and then try and burst at the last minute, and he was like a half step from really from knocking the ball down, if not getting at least knocking it down. So uh, yeah, that, that was a route combination where I felt like Dak was at first, I felt like Dak wasn't, didn't see the safety after the game, but you could clearly see he's got his eyes on him and he knows that routes potentially going to break inside. It just never got there. So do you think the question then just becomes, was it a dig that CD didn't run sharply enough or was it a post and Dak shouldn't have tried to, to take the pass? Is that basically what this comes down to of what route was CD running? Was it a dig or a post? Well, a dig to me would have been a little bit more of a, like a shallow crossing kind of a route, but yeah, I, you know, I, you know, people are arguing that if it was a, still a post, then why was it, why was he so wide? It, I, it think was, he let up. I think he let up. I think he let up too. I think he led up too, but Dak threw it like he was expecting him to be. You don't Sharper. throw the yeah, yeah, you don't or flatter. 
He yeah. need, I mean, the route needed to be flatter is yeah. what it needed to be. So I think he was expecting the flatter route there. And I, I, I'm just, you know, like I said, that's my opinion. Looking at the tape, uh, nobody's come out and said, Hey, Broadish, your dead ball is wrong on that. So, <laughs> you know, I've said it a lot on certain platforms. That does it for us today. We will be back with you guys on Friday with another episode. And then next week, we'll be fresh off the bye and uh, looking forward to playing these Green Bay Packers. We will talk to you guys later.